Welcome back to the show, people. How's it going? Happy to be not working on my house for an hour. Yeah, yeah. Get into an episode here. Um, Jeremy, that's Ryan. And we're going to talk about some original soundtracks and some compilation soundtracks that we feel kick ass, basically. And uh, No particular order. Yeah, no order. This could have been done with a hundred different soundtracks, but these are the ones that... We could have just done a John Williams episode. Right, right, which uh, may come later on. So um, we'll just get right into it. I really, John did all the good soundtracks that there is. Well, I shouldn't say all the good soundtracks that there is, but all of the most popular soundtracks yeah. he did. He did a lot of them. And, you know, think of what Star Wars would be like without... Without music. Without music, or yeah. Harry Potter, or Jurassic Suck. Park, or whatever. Like, that would be... I don't know. Well, it just since, wouldn't Since you brought movie. up John Williams, I'll just say that one of mine, and it's probably one of yours, is, or close to it, is... I only picked one John Williams record, and I picked Empire Strikes Back. <clears throat> I could have picked a lot of different ones, but I felt that every time I hear the Imperial March, man, I'm, like, ready to get down, dude. I'll die listening to that shit. It's so fucking hard and, like, evil Like, if sounding. you were a kamikaze pilot, oh, yeah, Imperial March would be what you were playing yeah, on your way dude. down. Hell yeah. Or, like, if I was going to assassinate fucking Osama bin Laden. Yeah. Apparently that dude was listening to the game Red Nation. Yep. If it was Jeremy Jacobs, it'd be motherfucking Empire Strikes Back while I'm murking some fucking terrorists. I remember hearing that in that Drink Champs interview mm-hmm. where the game was talking about how yep. the guy that killed Osama was listening to that. Yeah, and he, like, talked to him and shit. Yeah. Definitely crazy. So, yeah, Empire Strikes Back, 1980. I also had a Star Wars, but I went with A New Hope. Um... One, because I kind of knew you were going to pick uh-huh. Empire Strikes Back, because we had just in the past talked about this anyways. But the cantina scene is what really pushed that for me. Um, I think that was one of the most important things in Star Wars. Like, obviously, the Imperial March, and you know, but what the hell? The cantina scene wouldn't have been nearly as fun as it was with all the different characters, faces, weird people yeah, drinking in a bar. That were and the then that whatever. little little jazz duet that they had going yeah, on there. Definitely cool. And he gave it that actual um, dirt ball jazz band playing yep. in the corner feel. Yep. Definitely set it up nice. And they got all those weird little alien dudes. Of all different races. Oh, yeah, hanging out. I don't know all the races. I'm not that much of a super super Star Wars nerd. Some people could probably name all the different races of aliens. Oh, for I'm Star sure Wars. they could. I can't do that. I can't I name get a few, races, but, but I know Ewoks. Greedo gets shot. Yeah. But I don't know the great or the race that Greedo was. I'll have to ask our kids. They Somebody know. probably knows. They're probably like, what the fuck? How can you not know that? Yeah. I also like... It's required knowledge, Dad. Like, you have the the theme song to Star Wars, that famous fucking theme song. That's on New Hope. Yeah. I think that's on every record, but... The <clears throat> roll out, or the rolling credits? Correct. Uh, but, yeah. Also, Return of the Jedi is fucking awesome. Um, 
pretty much like every Star Wars soundtrack. soundtrack. Like, yeah. yeah, you listen to it and you can see the movie in your head. Pretty but much like, every Star Wars soundtrack has, even if the whole thing isn't good all the way through, right. it still has good bits on it. Yeah, it's got, like, the, the main bangers. Yeah, because as we get to, like, um, The Force Awakens and The Last Jedi and whatever, I didn't follow those movies really too much. I seen, I seen them because like me and my son watched them because he was right. younger as growing up at the time, and they were great in the way that I got to watch him experience them and stuff. But really? they were nothing compared to the old movies. Oh, my son said uh, the only good thing about the new Star Wars movies is John Williams. Yeah, like that. He's he fucking hates. And him. my kid prefers the old ones anyway. Oh yeah, definitely. It's just the storytelling is 10 million times better. I mean, that's what it is. And it's less drama, it seems. Like, a lot of new shows, new movies, new anything, there's always a lot of filler to them where there's... Yeah, there's got to be such as crazy backstory shit. Yeah, where they have, like, this whole... You could put out a whole other series for the backstory on one character, whereas... In the old movies, like, you didn't really know where Han Solo came from or what he did prior to that. Uh, You didn't know where the fuck Luke Skywalker really came from. I mean, they show you down the road, but initially they're not, like, putting all this info out and being like... Yeah, they didn't do any of that shit till like, the prequels, which was already written by George Lucas. He just never made it. Yeah. Whereas the last... I'm losing my voice. <laughs> the last one was written by some fucking Disney ass fucks or J.J. Abrams or some shit. I don't know. J.J. Abrams. I, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's who did it. I'm sorry, J.J., but that shit sucks. I did like 8mm, eight, eight though. Not 8mm, 16mm. So, you know how hard it would be to live up to that expectation, though? Oh, because you take one impossible. of the most popular franchises literally ever in the history of filmmaking. It's an impossibility. And then you have that weight on your shoulders to be like I got all these people to impress when 70% of the people are against you before you even put the movie out because they're like fuck that I don't want that so I don't know that's a that's a a big burden to carry situation both ways like I don't care I he could make the perfect fucking movie to me and then you're like, why the fuck wasn't the Millennium Falcon in there longer? Or yep. whatever it yep. is, you know. Chewie's hair was too gray. Or Somebody some would shit, always you know? find They're something all, to right. pick out about it. Right. It's that just, goes with it music. It reflects the times, too. And it goes with the music. Um, there was nothing in the new ones that was as iconic as the Imperial March or as the cantina scene or as the yeah, At the end know, when the they're beginning. getting the medals or at the beginning. Yeah, when they're getting the medals and there's a... You know when he's looking at the twin moons on Tatooine? Yep. And that that song's fucking beautiful, man. I don't I can't I don't know the name of it off the top of my head, but obviously, you know, I don't think I think you can watch Star Wars by listening to the album and see it in your head. Yeah. Now for if sure. you do it the and that, other way, I think way, that's what makes a good soundtrack. Right. Like, it's like you if, can see that shit. It's like, well, shit, I don't want to drop a name because that's one on my list. Right. But a good soundtrack, you could play the soundtrack without the actual visual of the movie and picture those certain parts in the movie. Right. Whereas not every soundtrack could do that. Agreed. Yeah, that's the, uh, that's the shit. And that's, my next one's like that. And oh, what's your next one? 
and and I'm gonna say something. To, um, this guy's before John Williams as far as movie goes, and uh, I picked Bernard Herman's Taxi Driver. He also did uh, Vertigo, Psycho. I picked Taxi Driver because of, um, you know, I love that film, and actually have two copies of the soundtrack. It's a really dark, dreary yeah, it's dark, soundtrack. Dreary, but it puts you in that headspace of Travis Bickle. Yeah. I mean, so when I listen to it, it's almost like you know, I could, I could see if this was in my head, this type of frequency, these sounds. Yeah, I'd probably go off the deep end too, man. I mean, but it's beautiful at the same time. The song when he first sees uh, Sybil Shepherd. And it's like, do-do-do, It's like positive. So like you said before, when you're when I visualize it, it's like, oh, Travis is happy. He's trying to get take this chick out on a date. Yeah. And then, of course. Oh, yeah, the girl that he's watching through the, the campaign chick. I can't yeah, remember Yeah, he's like, you want to go to a movie? Takes you to yep. a porno. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, and his reaction to that is like, like what? Well, Doesn't yeah. everybody watch this? Well, right. And that's like the whole problem is he's fucking so socially fucking awkward. But I love that soundtrack. Anybody gets the chance to listen to it, they should. And if you haven't watched the movie, you should. Too. Oh, yeah, definitely. It's I have one a of Robert <coughs> De Niro's, taxi driver skateboard, dude. One of Robert De Niro's earlier movies, and very, very, very good. They came out with a um, deluxe version uh, in 2016. Uh, from Waxwork Records, and they make kick-ass soundtrack like repops. Yeah, Waxworks this... actually. Uh, Buse just sent me this the other day that they're opening their own pressing plant. Oh, that's good. Well, there's six for sale online. The cheapest one's eighty-five. One sold September fifth for ninety bucks, but it has everything on it. Um, you know, they do really, really good soundtracks. Like that Texas Chainsaw 2 yeah, that they did, bitchin'. that was really sweet. They did like Psycho Goreman, um, pretty much any horror movie you can think of. Yeah, J- Jacob's Waxworks. Ladder, they did that. Waxworks.com, you can see yep. the complete list. But yeah, that's Bernard Herman. Like I said, he did Psycho, which is obviously a very famous soundtrack. Vertigo, and a bunch of other ones. What's your second one there, Ryan? Um, I'm going to go in an immediate contrast to... Did you just hit your knee? Oh, I just hit my elbow. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to go in a contrast to Star Wars and say Lord of the Rings, Fellowship of the Ring. And that is by Howard Shore. All of those soundtracks are really good, but I picked this one, I think, because of the Shire. And I really like that when they're showing the Shire initially. Right, and that, that song that goes into that, I really like... That's another one of those movies, like we said with Star Wars, that you could play the soundtrack and picture the movie inside okay. your head. And I just like all the different instrumentation used and the sounds and then the varying like highs and lows. There's a real soft song here and then like they find some battle or something here and then there's heavy kind of fast paced like Anxiety type oh, of like inducing music, like like, like the shit. Jaws part oh, where, where okay. like dun, builds dun, 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 and builds dun, dun, dun. and builds. Yeah, it builds and then it's kind of yeah that soundtrack. Uh, I mean, I've listened to that just 
in my free time just because every yeah, now exactly. and then it's a really good soundtrack altogether. That's one I am not familiar with, but <clears throat> that's because I believe there is only one return, and that is of the Jedi. <laughs> no, I don't. I just haven't um, gotten around to it. What's this? Uh, to the soundtrack Howard, or to yeah. Lord of the Rings? Oh, to the soundtrack. Oh, I know what's say. up with the rings, but yeah. what's the Howard Shore? Yep. Is his name? Yep. I'll have to check that out. He did all of the Lord of the Rings, as far as I remember. And I don't know if he did the Hobbits, though. Okay. I'm no, not that's sure the other that. thing. I didn't even watch any Hobbits. See, some people would say, I think this goes to, like, the Star Wars thing. So you have 4, 5, and 6, the prequels. The Hobbit's the prequel? The Hobbit, or I'm sorry. Yeah, the Hobbit is the prequel. You have 1, 2, 3 for Star Wars. Oh, that's that are Frodo's the uncle when he's young, right? Yeah. Okay. Anyways, so I kind of think of it as like Star Wars. So people love 4, 5, and 6, mm-hmm. which are the following movies, and then hate the prequels. Mm-hmm. And I'm not here to tell anybody what you should, shouldn't like, whatever. I don't really care. It's your choice for the movie. Some people believe, like, uh, I know people that have read the books for Lord of the Rings that are like, fuck The Hobbit, like that shit. Right. You know? I thought they were fun. Uh, the movie was great, and... Or all three of the movies were great. Yeah, if you take them what, for what they are, yeah. you're not like a... You're not overanalyzing right. it. But I can understand, like, if you were a fan from the get-go, say you were reading the books before the movies even came right. out, you got the movies out, and the Lord of the Rings were revolutionary. They were right. groundbreaking movies. And then later on down the road, you got these Hobbit movies that are not quite as dark or... They're still following the story, but they're not they're geared. in the same. They're new movies. Yeah, they're they're yeah. shot differently is all I can really say. Like so everything, it looks different. Everything keeps changing with how they put stuff together. I follow. So there's more little bits of drama or little bits of that and this or whatever. And I don't know why people don't like them. Like I said, I'm not here to tell you what to fucking like, but... Well, the first time I I can ever say heard... that Lord of the Rings is a bit darker, though, and I appreciate that in it. Oh, because of Mordor and shit, for sure. Yep. But, I mean, I liked seeing the Dwarf Kingdom and, like, the Smaug, the Dragon, and all that shit. I thought it was sweet. Way over my head on that, and I apologize. But I'm a little older, I guess, and my kid wasn't... My kid is more of a fanboy than a Lord of the Rings kid, I guess, is how yeah. that goes. Well, when I get the new theater set up at the house, we'll oh, yeah, I'll be watching some shit. Lord of the Rings. But oh, one more thing on Lord of the Rings. The first time I ever heard uh, any mention of that sort of thing was from Led Zeppelin. Like, that's how I heard. I was like, what the fuck is Mordor? You know, and that's what he talks about. Anyway. I remember that Clerks 2 scene oh, where they're yeah. arguing about yep. Star Wars and yep. Lord of the Rings. Love it. That shit is funny. Like, I just made a fucking... Lord of the Rings nerd puke. Yep. Yeah, that shit's hilarious. That's where I stole the only one return. Yep, thing. I know. That's okay. why I brought it I up. I got you. Did you watch Clerks 3 yet? No. It's not like, I don't think it's available to really watch anywhere other than theaters. I'm waiting for it to become streaming or something. Yeah. But as far as I know, they shot it in the same gas station that they did the first one in. Okay. And it picks up from the second where Dante and Randall... Well, after they get out okay. of jail, they buy the quick yeah, stop. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it picks up right from there. 
But oh, I don't know shit. much about it other than that. I don't. Yeah, it's hard. Again, I know we're in a music podcast. We're talking about films, but yeah, we're talking about the movies or the music related to the films. That's true. Which uh, Clerks Two had King Diamond in there. Clerks Two also had extra money. And that's why the uh, Jackson 5 dance scene is in Clerks 2. Yep. He's just like, oh, I have money to burn. I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah, where they're doing ABC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Which, not many soundtracks can say you got Jackson 5 and King right. Diamond on the same soundtrack. Right. And that's expensive. Yeah, 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 yeah. When they're not the only drive, expensive, when they're at the drive-thru and he fucks with yeah, that kid. Yeah. Yeah, this shit's hilarious. All right, what do you got next? Uh, another... Uh, Older one. Let me get to... From 1966, The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. It, again, the first song you Who hear that, that you know what's up. I'm going to grab it right now. I was looking at that the other day. Some people might fucking not what I like what I'm about to say, but I like Tombstone more than The Good, The Bad, The Ugly. And all you hear is crickets. Yep. <laughs> I'm not saying it's not a great movie. It's not historical, and it wasn't groundbreaking for its time. But if I had to pick the two, which one I will like more, or which one I watch more, yeah, it'd be Tombstone all day. And I'm only comparing them just because they're westerns. Um, obviously, it's not a Clint Eastwood movie. It's a Val Kilmer and Kurt Russell movie. Oh, I love Tombstone, dude. I do. I just the good, the bad, and the ugly. I think it just has that like nostalgic, like you know when when I go in to watch it. Obviously, it's already at a heightened fucking pedestal. Yeah. So it's like <clears throat> I don't know. It's kind of unfair. So if I'm being completely honest, that's like the Star I would Wars. I watched Tombstone before I would watch the Good, the Bad, and the Ugly again. To be. It's fair. like the Star Wars of Western movies. Yeah. As far as popularity right. goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's huge. The music is by Eno. Morricone. Morricone, yeah. Nah, if I mispronounce that and sound like an idiot, I'm sorry. But eh, he has also done a bunch of uh, Italian spaghetti western soundtracks. But that... Is the fucking good, the bad, and the ugly. And that's reused in so many uh -huh. different ways down the road. And as I look at the, I'm looking at the back cover and I'm thinking about songs on here that I know have been chopped up and used in a thousand different fucking songs, you know. But I've had that um, soundtrack for a while. You can get a lot compilations of the three movies fairly cheap. You know, you can usually find them in dollar bins. I have the Blu-ray set of the three. Do you? That's cool. I mean, I'm saying Fistful. about the soundtracks. Like oh, yeah, yeah. The soundtracks themselves. I have uh, I have an actual fistful of dollars, but then there's one that's like for a few dollars more. And, you know, it's like a compilation, but it's not put out by United Artists. It's put out by, like, yeah. KTEL or something, you know? For an extra fistful of dollars. Right, right, right. Extra fist, small bugger. Extra. <laughs> what do you got? Um, after that, I got The Godfather. Fuck yeah, by dude. Nino Rota. I have The Godfather as well. You do? Fuck yeah. <laughs> it's hard not to. No, That's yeah, one of it's the hard most not iconic to. soundtracks of all time. 
You know, I was kind of thinking Goodfellas too, but I don't know. I would like, it's more compilation. Yeah, it's more compilation than an actual score. But yeah, um, The Godfather uh, opening, it's amazing. If you haven't heard The Godfather or nor, or don't even know what the fuck The Godfather is, it's a film from 1972, and it is usually number one, if not, you know, in the top three of everybody's, not everybody's favorite movies, but best filmed. Yep. And the soundtrack is fucking rad. I like the the new Godfather song where they're crowning the new Godfather. Not literally crowning, you know. But oh, like, you're saying the but when song Michael's taking, taking the reins. Yeah. I got yeah yeah, 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 yeah. That shit's sick. I like the um the one. Oh, I can see how you like. I misinterpreted that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The new Godfather is the title of the song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When Michael's taking the reins. I'm just, I'm just. And thinking. the love theme is really good from that too. I was gonna say that that the love theme is fucking amazing. It's but, an amazing movie, but for some people, I could see how it would be a hard pill to swallow if you're not into the mafia type uh, of thing. See, I would, I would, I, would I know some different. people that fucking hate that movie it's, because they're like, it's so boring. Uh, it's about family and keeping a family together and the trials and tribulations of that family yeah. in a mafia setting. Yeah. That's all. So I, it pisses me off when. And people the cool say thing that is shit. that it's written by people who are actually involved in that lifestyle right anyway um and think of all the things that it spawned like the the sopranos was from there i mean that was obviously heavily inspired um, the goodfellas like the whole genre of crime movies was spanned just from the godfather yeah it's fair to say 1972 of course there was a lot of gangster flicks in the 30s james cagney Oh, and Scarface was then, too. But I think The Godfather was the most important, at least. Oh, yeah. And it, like I said, it changed as the a wa- family movie. Like yeah. a, not a family movie, but a movie about a family. Where it definitely the changed the template for gangster movies. Right. Because before they were, like the original Scarface, I don't know if you've ever seen yep. it. I have uh, the collector's edition of Scarface mm-hmm. with Al Pacino, and it comes with the old yep. Scarface. So I've watched it a couple times, and it's it's all right, but it's nothing. It's no, it's no Al Pacino. Right, face. right. Like they completely flipped the script on that. I like in that original movie where you see his shadow a lot. Yeah, I think that's fucking dope. But um, yeah. All right, Godfather. What do, got, what do you got after my that? My last one. That was your last one. No, this is my how last are you two one. Ahead of, oh, okay. I was gonna say, how the fuck are you two ahead of me? And it. I could use it both. The thing is with this, I could use it both ways. It could be a comp and an original, but I'm going to use it as an original, and it's the Goonies. Okay. I'm just pulling it out here. That is a really good soundtrack, too. I have the Goonies original motion picture score, not the um, compilation soundtrack with Cyndi Lauper on it, which is very fucking good. This music is composed and conducted by Dave Grushin, G-R-U-S-I-N, Grushin. Um, I'd say that sounds right. And it has 10, 18, 27, it was quite a few 34 tracks. tracks. Yeah. 
and but some of them are like a a minute long or yeah, something. Yeah, some of them are pretty short, but or it's just little background music for that scene. The Fertelli Chase, fucking awesome song. Yep. Um, I mean, all like a lot of them again put you there when you listen to them. The Goondocks. Yeah. Oh yeah. The end titles. I mean, I fucking love this soundtrack when it came out. And it, very recently, um, this this version of it. Two thousand ten. Yeah, yeah, 2010, where I could actually get... It would have been the 25th anniversary of it. Where you actually get the um, score. On the comp side, that's not on my comp list, but it it could have been. All right, after that, I have... This one's a little odd, and I don't know if really many people... I mean, obviously, people are familiar with the movie, but I don't know if people actually listen to the soundtrack, but yeah. The Da Vinci Code okay. by I've Hans never Zimmer. To, never listened to the soundtrack. It's kind of operatic in a few different parts. Oh, yeah, the movie's definitely... Yeah, but it's uh, it's really, really beautiful is the only word Hans I can Zimmer really think of. The only word I can think of to put it together and, you know... And I'm not going to try to pronounce some of the song names because a lot of them are in another language. Right, and, uh, Italian yeah. or something. But if you're ever in the mood to listen to something, it's not all slow, but it is definitely something that takes a bit to build. Right. Uh, but it is an excellent soundtrack through and through. I know people that have listened Hans to Zimmer that. Hans is a fucking that genius. That just like brings Williams. a tear to your eye. Like, definitely. And then to finish off my original soundtracks, because you got your list out already, yeah? Yep. Okay. So to finish mine off would be Curtis Mayfield, uh, Superfly. Yeah. Well, Superfly is the movie by Curtis Mayfield is the soundtrack. And Curtis Mayfield was actually in Superfly playing the music from the soundtrack while during the movie in the bar. And I thought that was really cool, but... I think that soundtrack in general is the most, my most played soundtrack ever. Super like just for listening yeah. to it, um, it's in my regular rotation of music just in general. Yeah, it's an amazing album. Like Freddy's Dead is really good, and the Pusherman, and the whole thing through and through is just great, and it really paints the picture for the climate of the movie. Definitely, definitely, it soundtrack to the movie. It was written for the movie. Another, there's a couple other ones I like, like that uh, 110th, across 110th Street. Yeah, Bobby Womack. Yeah, that used to be mine on the regular for years, and now yep. it, to the point where it was like, damn, dude, you're listening to that shit again? Yeah, that's how Superfly yeah. is, man. I listen to that all the time. Um, it's just a smooth, easy listening, laid back, funky, but... I love that little black exploitation era of music, uh, Shaft. Yep, Shaft. I was torn between Shaft yeah. and Superfly. Gotcha. Because Isaac Hayes does Shaft, and it's a really good soundtrack, too. But I listen to Superfly so much more. Oh, so. def- I think Superfly is the probably tough guys the soundtrack could have been on there, too. With Trouble the Man Isaac, with, with Marvin uh, Gaye, too. Yep. Isaac Hayes did Tough Guys. Trouble Man was Marvin Gaye. So there's like a yeah there's a few out there but I would definitely say Superfly has the best songs overall like there's not a skippable song song on there no and I do love the uh, die cut cover yep that some of the, some cool. of them don't have that yeah some of them don't some of them do 
I have the one that does have the die cut cover. Mine's like a 82-ish pressing. Okay, I have two. One die cut, one not die cut, and I have no idea on the years. I, I did a do a poster hanging up. All right, yep, I remember that. All right, let's get into some compilations. All right. I wonder if we're going to have any of the same for this one. I don't know, man. There's a lot. Don't want Ryan to peek, but he's probably already knows. <laughs> I only I can see the back one, yeah. but I can't see any of the other ones. So my first one is from 1969. Compilation. It's Easy Rider. And it's amazing. Like, it pretty much told the entire, you know, all the songs that were telling the story of, you know, outlaw, living outside of society at that time. Like, you have Jimi Hendrix's If a Six Was a Nine, um, Born to be Wild, uh, Wasn't Born to Follow by the Birds, The Pusher, Steppenwolf, you know. Great movie. Great fucking soundtrack. I've um, only seen it once. Really? I could lend that to you. It's been like probably 10 years since I watched it, maybe. Something like that. Yeah. It was on something a long time ago, and I was just like, oh, I've never seen this. And yeah. I, I knew the magazine, Easy Rider, but I was like, ah, oh, let's check out the movie. Well, what's um interesting about the movie, when I, I watched it as a kid, when I watch it lately, like if I was to put it on now, it really compares to what's happening in society right now like at the end of the movie you see what happens happens you're like very reflective of what's happening right now with um you know the split up of people or the finger pointing of your you look like this so you must be this the putting people into a box based on their looks exactly judging by the cover of the book correct so to say and the cover of this album has is pretty badass and has a Peter Fonda just looking off into the distance. This is a promo stickered copy. What about you, sir? Um, what do I want to pick first? This one, I didn't know if it really counted as original or compilation, but it had other artists on it and in the movie, so I put it under compilation. Fair just enough. Because it wasn't 100%. Right, right, time. right. But the Blues Brothers soundtrack. Definitely. Which has James Brown and Aretha Franklin and Ray Charles, Cab Calloway, et cetera, et cetera. See, man, thinking about um, this when we had to write it, I, that didn't even cross my mind. Really? Yeah, it's crazy. See, that's like when I think of musical type of movies, I think of that movie almost immediately. Right. Just because, like, the diner scene yeah. where Aretha's singing Think in there and, like, just, I, I love that movie. It's just really fun. And I love their version of Rawhide that they oh, do. Oh, I know, dude. So They're sick. in that club singing and that's in the on country the soundtrack. club. Yep. Definitely cool. That's a very Dan Aykroyd and John Belushi. That was a very, very iconic movie. And I think very, very iconic soundtrack, too. Agreed. Ready for my next one? Yes, I am. I'm going to go with The Big Lebowski. Oh, nice. I love that's like one of the only Kenny Rogers songs I like. Okay, is there, on that that's movie. one of them. Yep. And then, um, like, okay, here's who's on this: Bob Dylan, The Man in Me, uh, Captain Beefheart, Elvis Costello, Nina Simone, Moon Dog with an orchestra, Kenny Rogers, of course. Do they include that Eagles song on there? When 
he's in the cab and he's like, could you turn this off? I fucking hate the Eagles, man. No, the Eagles are not on here. Yeah, okay. Because he fucking hates them, I guess. But um, I didn't know if they threw it on there to be funny. <gasps> probably should have. But honestly, my favorite track is on side two, track four. It's by a band called Gypsy Kings, and they are doing Hotel California, which would be, of course, the Eagles. Eagles but this fucking version, dude, all I can say is you just you got to hear it. It's fucking awesome. Puts a smile on my face every time I hear it. Gypsy Kings, Hotel California, five minutes and 47 seconds of pure greatness. And it's all in a foreign language of... I love that movie. That's one of those movies that where if I don't know what to watch... You can throw it on. I can just throw that on and be like, well, I guess I'll just watch this again. Most definitely, man. All right. Um, for my next one, I have Rock and Roll High School. Which Almost is, put it on there. Yeah. Which is mostly Ramon's songs, but then there's like Devo on there and Nick Lowe and Todd Rungdon, Brownsville Station, Chuck Berry, Alice Cooper, etc. That yeah, but I love it. That's a really fun movie for anybody who's a Ramones fan who may have not seen that. I would definitely recommend checking that out. It's that part where movie. like Joey's in that girl's bedroom where she's she's got her headphones on yeah, or whatever yeah, yeah, she's yeah. picturing that he's singing I want to be your boyfriend but picturing that like troll of a man like crawling up yeah. anybody bed. who knows what Joey Ramone looks like yeah he's a the goofy looking yeah, bird faced guy yeah. crawling in your bed like yeah little girl it's <laughs> definitely fucking scary dude Oh, man. It is kind of a gimmicky, like, the movie isn't, I wouldn't say it's a fucking blockbuster film by any means. Oh, man, it's But fun. if you're a Ramones fan, it's, it's a really fun. fun movie. Yep. For, right. At least for the soundtrack, if nothing else. All the, like, yeah, the soundtrack's awesome. I actually have uh, New Found Glory did a cover of it. The whole soundtrack? No, just a few songs. Oh. But, um. That's a band I haven't listened to in years. Right, and it's almost it's a, it's not, it's not bad, but you might as well just listen to the fucking original shit, you know. My next one is American Graffiti, nineteen seventy three. Same kind of reason as the last couple. It's a lot of variety. This is a double set, and there's actually another one, more American Graffiti. But I see that soundtrack all the time. Yeah, and it's great, man. It's all the 50s singles that were big. So you can pretty much, you can get a lot of songs like Fats Domino's, Buddy Holly, Bobby Freeman, Frankie Lyman, like those kind of dudes, uh, Beach Boys, Chuck Berry, Cleftones. I, there's a lot of tracks on here. Again, movie's awesome. Rock Around the Clock. 16 Candles, Runaway. I mean, you get the idea. It's very pull up to the diner and have somebody right. deliver your food on roller skates music. Yep. That's uh, and that, that's what's on the cover, yep. too. But that's that sums it a up. perfectly accurate presentation of Love the that music film. that's on the movie. Right. And, it, and it's all those songs about uh, coming of age, teenage love kind of shit. But... It's a kick-ass soundtrack, and like I said, a lot of those 
singles are hard to find, so picking them up on a soundtrack is great. That's what's cool about soundtracks is sometimes you get the things that on an actual album it would be very hard to find, or sometimes it was never even yeah, put on the album at all. So you get all these different little compilations of things that might be a billion dollars otherwise. Right. Or like on uh, The Big Lebowski, The Gypsy Kings Hotel, California. I don't know. I mean, I didn't even look into it, but if that wasn't on there, I wouldn't go searching for it either, you know? It's right. It's cool how you find shit like that. Anyway. Uh, my next one, I have the Train Spotting soundtrack, which has like Iggy Pop and David Bowie, um, Joy Division's on there, Primal Scream. Uh, that, there's one and two for the soundtracks. Yeah, I, I have them both um, yeah. digitally. I remember you bought the CDs. Yeah. But yeah, that's a great junkie movie. Yeah. And the soundtrack really. I mean, it feels like they picked people that were around at that time and who were in that type of, I don't want to say movement, but I know what you're that saying. element of life yeah. in, that, in the music at the time. With like, Iggy yeah. and Bowie. I mean, Iggy's from the States, but like... Yeah, think, but they even talk about like, we're going to see Iggy. Yeah, you know? yeah. That's I love that one part in the movie where the dude shoots up and it gives the camera angle of inside the needle and like it hollows out all the way yeah. to the end of it is that when he falls into the floor yeah yeah that shit's so fucking nasty i mean cool but i don't know don't do drugs kids yeah don't do drugs are for fucking losers man just like King take it Diamond from the said. movies and the millions of musicians that have come to fail and go broke and or die from it it's not worth it. Yeah, the heroin vi- did not make them good. Live vicariously when it comes to putting shit in your arms and in your nose and whatever, because you never know what the hell it's going to be. Not anymore, sir. But all right, what do you got after that? All right, my next one is Ghostbusters 2. Now. Why 2? That's what I'm going to tell you. Okay. The first one is iconic. Everybody knows the Ghostbusters, you know, but... Yep. This one is right, came out in 90, right at, like, when New Jack City came out, right at, like, kind of the height Damn, of, the, a good soundtrack of, the, yeah, of the New Jack Swing. I almost picked a New Jack City soundtrack, actually, but I, lo- I grew up with the Ghostbusters, and uh, what's the song where it's like, oh, I can't even, I'm not going to sing it because it's playing in my head how I used to hear it, and it's fucking <laughs> hilarious, but you got, like, like on our own, the Bobby Brown song, that's what's playing in my head. Yeah. And, but I'll also on here, New Edition, um, Dougie is, Fresh. Is Ray Parker on that one too or no? No. Okay. no. Uh, Run DMC, Oingo Boingo, Elton John, Glenn Fry. But it, the fucking songs on here, man, are like the first half there. It's like. It's New Jack Swing, dude, and yeah, it's yeah, fucking it's... badass. I love it. Um, and it's, you don't see this around very much either. On um, the other side, I is see more the first hip-hop. one all the time. Right, like the one with Ray Parker Jr. Obviously, yep. but I hardly ever see the second one. Yeah, I've only seen. So it if you once. had to pick movies, first or second? First. Okay. In films, first definitely. All right. Following that, I have 
the How High soundtrack. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, Red Moon. That's one of my favorite comedies that any rapper has made. And I just think that Meth and Red together. I mean, they had that TV show for a while. Yeah, they're just that like never two went anywhere. Pod, yeah. But I think their dynamic together is hilarious. Like they fit. They're like Beavis and Butthead. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, for sure. Like the Blues Brothers, and they have that iconic duo. They do. And it just makes it work for the movie, for their music, for everything. I don't think I've heard anything that they've done that I didn't like. But, um, I mean, they did write a couple songs just for that, but there was obviously their stuff. They had Ludacris on there. There was DMX on there. There was, It was great movie, great soundtrack. Yeah, represented hip-hop at that time. Yep. Definitely. And it was not many artists were getting into making movies and if they were they were making kind of more like gangster style movies not not comedies comedies, right so it was cool to see them branch out and do that because from what i've watched all these years and listened to and read they're very both or both of them are very big into comedy right like red man during quarantine had this breakfast club skit on his instagram but it was like the part where, uh, damn, I can't remember his name. Fucking horns guy. Ronnie James Dio? No, 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 not the guy in the movie. The he's the one running Saturday Detention. His name's totally blanking for me right now for some reason. But that guy, main dude in the movie, the old guy. Okay. Um, fuck, now I forgot what I was gonna even say. Trying to think about it. Oh. Redman has this skit where he's impersonating that guy, but he's asking the class, like, who stole his weed? Oh, okay. But he's, like, bouncing back and forth off of everybody, so uh, it's fucking hilarious. I'll have to show you. Right on. Um, they remind me of Cheech and Chong, actually. Yeah, that's another duo I was um, trying to think of when listing the duos. Yeah, because I, uh, I have Blackout, their first, um, it's like, that's man, Redman, Blackout, and that's fucking... Awesome MC. It's fucking great MC, but it's funny at the same time. Yeah, they always kind of have this. Definitely. And I've seen like Chongish. Even when they did their verses, they had this comedic duo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're always like fucking with each other or whatever. You can tell that they're actual. Yeah, homeboys. Yeah. All right. My last one. Man, it's gonna bug me that I can't think of his name. What? Look it up. Oh yeah. I knew I had to pick a Quentin Tarantino soundtrack because they're fucking awesome compilations. And the toss-up for me, I almost picked Jackie Brown. Um, I love that soundtrack. And it's, um, you know, along the lines of the Superfly, black exploitation, and that's kind of what the film is. But He plays Dick Vernon. Yeah, Dick Vernon, okay. I don't know why I couldn't think of it. I've watched the movie a billion times, but... Anyway, sorry, I didn't mean to catch you. Oh, you're good. So I picked um, Death Proof is my last one. Eno Morcone is on here. I love that movie. Yep. There's a lot of fucking kick-ass songs that I've never heard of before that are on here. And they have really cool artwork and layouts for that movie and Planet Terror. Right. And... I think one of my favorite songs on here is Down in Mexico by a band called The Coasters. And uh, there's a chick in the movie who does, like, kind of like a, 
like a, a dance, lap dance thing, but it's not like all naked and too slutty. It's just a little bit slutty, but the song's fucking awesome. Just the right amount. Yeah. There's just a lot of interesting things on here. Um, the Last Race, Jack Nietzsche, Baby It's You, I mean, Eli Roth, uh, and Michael Backholer talking on planning and scheming. T-Rex is on here. Fucking, it's just a sick soundtrack, man. Is that Eli Roth, the guy that did, like... The director of Cabin Fever? Yep. Yep. And Hostel and what have you. The, yeah. green, the green Inferno, wasn't that oh, that like, movie? That was kind of like a PG-13 cannibal holocaust. Yeah, 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 yeah. It started off good. It wasn't bad, but it just wasn't... If you've ever watched Cannibal Holocaust, you know where he got the inspiration from the movie directly. Right. And he just made it a, an acceptable version to put out on the big screen, which is totally fine. There's nothing wrong with that. And Cannibal Holocaust is a fucking disgusting movie anyways, but it's a cult classic movie in its own regard. Do you want to borrow it? Call it Cannibal Holocaust? Yeah. No. I've seen it. I don't need to watch it again. I own it. It's just so, like... Oh, no, it's fucked up. I don't know. It's just... Eh. Well, when any, but I, I have that movie, so when anybody's like, give me something, like, super scary or whatever, and that wanna, they think they've seen everything... I think what's one freaky about that to most people is that the low-budget filming makes it look like... Realistic. Realistic. Yeah. It's, it's and like as far the, as I it's know, the first one to do the Blair Witch style. Yeah, it is, it exactly. Is. As yeah. far as I know, that's what I was going to say. But as far as I know, nothing, nobody actually got eaten or killed during the movie. I think some animals got killed and eaten or it was, something, though. They got pissed at the turtle, about the turtle. Yeah, okay, that's right. And And I agree, like, they shouldn't have killed that turtle. But... In the 70s at the time, it wasn't, nobody gave, a lot of people did not even know about, like, animal rights or anything of the na- of that sort. They were just making a movie. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't a widely like, pressed issue. Right. And it wasn't like they were doing it to be, like, to glorify the kill. It was part of the fucking film. Yeah, the guy know? was trying to make film debut yeah, to right. where it was a, and in his own way he did make a legendary movie that he did because we're talking about not, it right not now how many movies get banned in multiple countries yeah, across the board up. and then blow up all right my last one is also another hip-hop style movie which is another hip-hop comedy style movie as well um but the friday soundtrack oh that's a good one Fuck, I didn't even think... I almost put Above the Rim on my list. That would have been good, too. Or He's Got Game. Yep, that's a good one. Uh, Friday has, obviously, Ice Cube, but there's Funk Dubious down there. There's Dr. Dre. Um, I think Mac oh, 10's yeah, on there. Oh, yeah, Keep the Heads Ringing's yep. on there. Yep. Now, that would be a reason to buy that soundtrack to me. Because to that's that the only song. way you can get the song. Exactly. And that song... At least that I know of. You might be able to get it on, like, a cassette single or something. Right, but but I don't know that it was really ever pressed up otherwise because no. it was f- for the um, movie. Yeah. But yeah, definitely that song's kick ass. But when I was referring to how high and Method Man and Red Man only making comedies, I totally forgot about Friday, which is funny because it was on my list. But you know, Ice Cube had his movie debuts with Friday, 
Yep. And uh, Boys in the Hood. But then he had Boys in the Hood, which was the more serious side of things. Yep. That oh yeah, that was his first one, Boys in the Hood. Which again, that's another kick-ass soundtrack there too. Yep. That was one that I almost put on, but I went with Friday. Right. right mostly right. because of Keep Their Heads Ringing. Well, I I could uh, do this again and have five ten different, different ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, and it wouldn't even be that hard to make ten different no. ones. It was actually kind of hard to take. I was trying not to do them in any particular order right. or any particular like. I'm not gonna overthink this. This yep. isn't the codes for the nuclear disarming, and you know, like yeah, yeah. I, this I, I boxed a, myself in on purpose because of that. You yeah. know, it was like only one John Williams. Only this, that, only one Tarantino. Um, and then it was just like, after I write these down, you're fucking done, dude. Don't, you know, because right. that's what we do. We'll pull out another one and be like, oh, shit. Are there any soundtracks that it. you don't like that you can think of right away? That I don't like? I can tell you one. Kill Bill. Really? I can't fucking stand that. That thing. Yeah. It's so annoying. That's true. I haven't watched that movie in a minute, but I'm. It's hard for me to think of a. We're going for an original score that we that I don't like. I like the movie, but I can't stand when they continuously break into that one part. It just. I'll have to get back nuts. to you on that because I I can't think right now. I have to pee. <laughs> All right. Well, we're gonna wrap this up then, and. I don't know. As always, hit up our Instagram or soon to be Facebook. Yeah, Facebook's coming soon. And let us know your favorite soundtracks, if you dislike any soundtracks, if any of our picks would have been your picks or whatever. Tell us about some fucking soundtracks that or if, you think we should check out. Too. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna, that's what I was going to say. Or if you have something that we missed, I'm, I mean, obviously we missed a bunch. Like, I thought about Jaws, too. I, I would have put, put Jaws, that on there. two on But that's another John Williams. Right, and I would have put two, not one. But anyways, obviously we missed a bunch. Um, so if but if there's any you, oddities yeah. that you think we don't know oddities. about aside from the obvious, like don't tell me Jurassic Park because I've seen it and <laughs> listened to it, obviously. Right. Again, but if there's John something Williams. that you're hip to that we're not, then you know, write it down. Don't be afraid to reach out and let us know. Like We appreciate the submissions and suggestions because we're always trying to find new things. Yeah, thank you. Uh, keep listening, and uh, we'll see you next time. Later. <laughs>